I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey guys, Michelle here. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. Today we are talking about you the mother. Our guest today is Abby Williams. You might know her from Instagram, from her account of the same name, You the Mother. Um, She's also the host of You the Mother podcast, and she's a mom of four. And she has built um, really this mission around supporting and empowering and connecting with moms in all seasons of motherhood. We're going to talk about finding yourself in motherhood, We're going to talk about the big work of cycle breaking. What does it mean to be a cycle breaker? And then we're also going to spend some time talking about um, specifically those of you who have strained relationships or no relationship with your own mother for a variety of reasons. I know that can be really painful. And we talk about estrangement and estrangement support um, and how we can navigate all of that and blended families and co-parenting 
So stick around for this conversation with Abby. Enjoy. Abby, welcome to the podcast. We're so grateful to have you with us today. Just thank you. Thank you for your time. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about a lot of things today. We're going to be talking a little bit about our relationships with our own moms and however they look, I think, and how that might impact our own motherhood journey as we step into that role and raise children. But before we kind of jump into that, just let everyone know who you are, what you're doing. They're probably already familiar with some of your work. I'm going to come across it, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So hi, my name's Abby. I am a mom of four. My house is very loud. I started my online platform, which was originally Mimosas with Moms, and then we rebranded to You the Mother back in 2019. I started my motherhood journey as a young single mom. I was 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And going through that experience almost 13 years ago now, (laughs) what was different because there wasn't the social media presence of motherhood. There wasn't TikTok. There wasn't Facebook mom groups. There wasn't parenting gurus on Instagram. And my peers weren't having children either at that time. So my start to motherhood was very lonely. And that was, I just knew was going to be a passion of mine. So I went on to get my bachelor's and my master's. I'm, I'm a licensed social worker. I'm a therapist. And I just knew like I wanted to serve moms in some way. So that's how Mimosas with Moms was originally created. And as my platform has grown, I have grown. I've kind of stepped into some of my own healing journey. Mm -hmm. I've really leaned into that on my platform. So we shifted back in August to Mm -hmm. You the Mother where I now talk a lot about motherhood identity, burnout. And I also talk a lot about my estrangement with my mother, estrangement, healing, a healing journey, and cycle breaking. I offer coaching on both of those topics, and I offer groups on both of those topics. I created the estrangement project with my co-founder, Maggie Nick, and we have really just stepped into a space to serve women who are also navigating estrangement with their mother. And wow, it is beautiful to be in that space and offer that healing and that community. And it's just so heartbreaking that we're in a generation where there's so much of this cycle breaker work going on. You know, I just both like see these women as so strong and so brave to take on these roles because it is a lot, but I wish that you didn't have to, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. talking about it a little bit before we hit record and just how it's heartbreaking and beautiful that there's yeah. such demand, I guess, for just support around the area of estrangement as, especially as we become moms and step into our own motherhood journey. So yeah, grateful to to fill that gap a little bit, um, especially today on this show. And let's kind of start there with estrangement. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you could share just a little bit about you know what what you've kind of shared about your own journey. And for people who are listening, I don't know if there's different levels of estrangement, but maybe you could just share and 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 then we can kind of take it from there for people who really resonate. Yeah. So I think everybody's journey is very unique in their own. 
But we all also have some of these commonalities, some of these similarities. And that's where I think that this community piece is so important in your healing journey. So if you don't have a community, please go find one. My dogs are barking, so I apologize. Okay. <laughs> um, so a little bit about my journey. You know, it has been such an evolve. I think... I had a lot of stuff go on in my childhood that I'm currently healing from, but I wouldn't really say that that's the main reason for my estrangement. You know, I think that a lot of us come into adulthood with lots of baggage and some of our baggage is really pretty and we carry it well. And some of our baggage is some stuff that we need to unpack and we need to go through. We need to repackage, right? And so I think like for me, I had some of that work that I needed to do, but I think for me, most of my healing and what led to my estrangement wasn't my childhood. It was some of this adult child parent relationship Mm -hmm. and how it didn't evolve or there wasn't the ability for communication in that relationship. There wasn't ability for my parent to be able to take accountability for their actions, how they impact you, how you're feeling, apologies. There was a lot of the silent treatment going on. It was trickling down to my kids, which ultimately was where I was able to step away. But I think everybody's is different, right? And I think that the most important piece for you in your adulthood and in your journey, especially if you're also a parent, and I assume a lot of the listeners listening are moms, but if you are a parent, you know, your mental health, your well-being is so important. Yes. And so I think that once you're able to step into a place of, I'm no longer abandoning myself to keep the peace for everybody else when it's not serving me is really important. Yeah. So I ultimately got to a place where I was able to do that. And some of my grief work and some of my forgiveness work was a lot of work around forgiving myself Mm. because I wish I would have done this (laughs) a decade ago, maybe. But I actually did an interview with Dr. Tracy and then we were talking about this topic And she offered a really good reframe that I just like will keep pushing out forever because I think it was so powerful. But she said, you know, I was able to now because I had the strength, the support system and things surrounding me that I was able to do that. Right. You look back a decade ago, I was a young single mom. I was working my way through college while working full time while raising this child. Right. And my support system wasn't what it is today. My capacity wasn't what it is today. My strength wasn't what it was today. You know, I was very much in survival mode back then. And so, you know, when we talk about forgiveness and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I let this go on for as long as it did. Or I can't believe I let it trickle down and touch my children. You know, I think that we really need to come to a place of compassion and to a place of softness with ourself of, I didn't know what I do now. I wasn't where I was back then where I am now. And now I'm able to, and you know, like I said, I think it's different for every person. So for some people, it might be putting in place better boundaries. Are you able to do that? 
-hmm. Are they able to be respected by your parent? So I think starting there, maybe limiting contact, right? Okay, maybe you have a very enmeshed family that you have dinners several times a week and every time they're very energy draining or, you know, they, there's a lot of criticism in your family, maybe, or, you know, whatever is kind of the problem behavior. And I'm air quoting that, that is going on. So maybe you're like, okay, I just need to step back, like seeing, seeing you or talking to you every day or seeing you several times a week just isn't healthy for me. Mm -hmm. So maybe I need to bump it down to a couple times a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, only the holidays, you know, and just whatever looks best for you and your family. And I think estrangement is the last resort, which I really, (laughs) I'm really unhappy and unhappy is that the right word, but I'm really discouraged by some of the messaging on social media by particularly the older generation, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that there's people in each pocket Um, When we talk about estrangement and, you know, when my co-founder Maggie Nick and I put out the estrangement project and we got some some comments on some of the things that we were promoting and it was like, what's up with this generation? Just like promoting people cutting off their family. And I just want to be clear, like we are not promoting anybody to cut off their family. In fact, it is probably, I would argue cutting off your own mother is like cutting off your arm. Yeah. It is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. You know, we are biologically hardwired to come into this world needing and wanting and seeking the approval of our mother. Mm-hmm. And then to finally get to a place where it was so bad that you're like, I either have to cut off my arm to survive or I'm going to drown in this. Yeah. You know, and and I think for a lot of us, that is how extreme it gets. You know, I have to walk away from this so that I can keep swimming. I have to be healthy for my children. I have to be healthy for me. I deserve happiness. I deserve healthy relationships. And so, you know, I just want you to know anybody listening that whether you know somebody who's gone estranged or you're the one who's going through estrangement. It is the hardest decision that that person has ever made. And to just really be compassionate either with that person or with yourself yeah. and knowing that took incredible strength. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm grateful and I'm blessed that I have a relationship with, with my mom where she's active mm-hmm. in my life and my children's. Mm-hmm. So to, to be at a point, right, where you have to make that decision, because like you said, it's, it's, it's better for you to live without your arm yeah. um, is to continue in that manner. I, I can't imagine the level of grief and, and pain to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure so many points along a spectrum, right? It's like we expect mm-hmm. sometimes that we can help people or expect them or want them to raise their level of responsibility or how they're showing up for us. But at the end of the day, we can't control anyone, not even our own moms, our own family. And and it really does come down to when we set those boundaries, we're lowering our level of, of access. And I just wonder, as it's related to boundaries, like, what are some ways maybe we could talk along the spectrum, like <clears throat> some yeah. ways people could start if they do notice that time around their family feels toxic or draining. And then maybe some ways you teach or coach where 
it's, it's, it is at a point to consider whether estrangement's an option or not and how, how you even go about deciding that. Mm -hmm. So I think just speak to the boundary piece. You know, I would look at what is the issue that's going on for you. So for me, it was the silent treatment. The silent treatment was a form of punishment with my mother. So you could go camping one weekend and she would just not approve that you're going camping that weekend. This sounds ridiculous. This was like a real one that happened. (laughs) And so now she's not going to talk to you for three months because you went camping that weekend and she didn't feel like that's what you should have been doing that weekend. So that's an extreme one. (laughs) That's in my family. For you, it might be something, you know, I know I've talked to a lot of women that are, you know, their mothers are very critical. Maybe she's very critical about your weight or your eating, you know, and it's very harmful. It's very toxic for you to hear those kind of messaging. Maybe your mother shows up unannounced all the time to just, you know, pop in with the kids and that doesn't work well with your family and your life. You know, some families are very like open door, pop over whenever, some families are not. And maybe that's an issue. Maybe she is meddling in some of your family problems and or your marital problems or, you know, overstepping in certain areas and you need to have a conversation. So I think like wherever you're at, you know, kind of identifying what is the problem behavior and or how is it impacting me? Once you realize, okay, my mother showing up unannounced every other day is impacting the way that my family flows. It's, you know, creating tension between my partner and I, he doesn't like it, you know, and whatever. It's making life stressful for me. I can't keep on going on like this. I need to come to have a conversation with mom. Hey, mom, you know, we love you being so involved with the grandkids and coming over. You know, I love how much you love the kids. But would it be possible for you to give us a ring or, you know, maybe pop in once a week instead of three times a week, you know, and identifying what is your boundary, right? These boundaries that you're replacing are for you. And I think that that's kind of where we get like tripped up. We think like boundaries are for other people. Boundaries are for you. So establishing what that boundary looks like, what the problem is, what boundary needs to be put in place there, communicating it. And then this is one where I think people get tripped up as well on as well is we think, but okay, I've set this boundary one time. They heard me. They are going to get it. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Just like your tiny humans when you're teaching a new skill, right? You got to like beat this into them 101 times. And you're like, what the heck? I told you to put the, the shoes go in the closet. Like how many times do I have to say this? Yeah. You know, and then finally they get it. So same thing with your mom. It's annoying. I know. I think that because they're adults, they should mm-hmm. listen, but it's the same thing. So mom might show up next week or you might have one week that goes really well and then she's back to her old ways yeah. and you have to give a loving reminder that next week, you know, like, Hey, last week worked so well, you calling and, you know, not just showing up three times a week. Our week was so much smoother. I really appreciated you respecting the boundary that I put in place or, you know, following that direction. Thank you so much. You know, I think goes a long way. 
And then, you know, if she does kind of go back to her old ways, just lovingly reminding, hey, remember, I had asked that you only show up once a week or you only call before you show up, you know, it just makes things run so much smoother. I really appreciate you respecting that. Um, and so I think, you know, we can really come to a place of kindness and positive communication with our parent. I guess where it gets like tricky and then, you know, because there's probably some people listening right now that are rolling their eyes like my mother would never listen and she does not give two hoots what I say. And mamas, I see you. I see you and sucks. It sucks. So I would speak to those people and say, how are you going to show up in this relationship with this person that you cannot change? You cannot change other people. You know, our children are these moldable little people. We are molding them and helping them grow and learn along the way. But, you know, when we have full grown adults, you can't change them. You can't change your partner. You can't change your best friend. You can't change your parents. You can't change your siblings. The only person you can change is you. So how are you going to change to show up in this relationship? And maybe that means you're going to limit contact. Maybe that means you're going to find ways to protect yourself. You know, you know, there's lots of people that continue in relationships like this, right? And they find ways or tools to complete their stress cycle after they hang out with mom, right? Or, you know, kind of fireproofing yourself, right? So I know that I'm going to go hang out with my mom later Every time I do, she brings up my weight and my eating habits. It's really harmful. It's really hurtful. This is what I'm going to do on the front end to make sure I'm going into it feeling my best. And this is what I'm going to do to recover on the back end. You know, how are you going to show up in that relationship with that person? What are you going to do to change how you're behaving? Maybe that means that you're making comments when she's making comments. Maybe that means that you're redirecting in the moment. Mm-hmm. Hey, mom, I don't like it when you say that that was really mean. And then you change the subject, you know, so I think that's going to look different from issue to issue and person to person and dynamic to dynamic. Yeah. But that's one way that you can continue showing up in that relationship. Now, you know, I think then we get to the other side of, okay, I put the boundary in place. She doesn't give up two hoots. I've tried changing myself and, you know, fireproofing on the front end and recovering on the back end. And I'm still just drowning. I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to do? I also want to like drop in there therapy in all stages is really great. (laughs) Um, Therapy, therapy, therapy. Or come and sign up for one of my coaching sessions. I got you. Yes. So, so then, you know, I think, you know, I'm drowning, whatever. Maybe that means I'm going to limit contact. I can only see you on Christmas and Easter or, you know, whatever your holidays are. You know, I'm going to suck it up on the holidays, but the day to day, I'm not going to be engaging in the texting all day. I'm not going to be in the family group message anymore. Maybe, you know, I'm not going to invite you to the soccer games anymore because I can't just like sit there for two hours every weekend and listen to XYZ. You know, so maybe you're limiting contact or maybe you're going no contact uh, like I am with my mother 
And, you know, like I said, I think that that's very last resort. I think that everybody who does get here doesn't want to be here, but knows that it's what's best for them and their family. So I think like those two things live both together. You know, I don't want to be here and I have to be here. I want to be here. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I've got a question for you. Do you sometimes feel like you're more sensitive than other people? Does the routine stress of life just feel overwhelming? Maybe sometimes you feel like you could just tap out or run and hide. Are you really creative? You got this great imagination. Or maybe you feel like you're disconnected from your body or like you're a misfit here on earth. You might have thought that's just how you are. All these things are just part of your personality. But they're actually coping mechanisms that you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially in this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit, then they became a pattern. Now, as an adult, What we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's interesting, right? There are five personality patterns. They're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategies that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what is blocking who you are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com slash quiz now to take my two minute personality pattern quiz. I was wondering as you were sharing this too, like yeah. we may, if, if we're in a place where we decide, okay, I am, I love my mom or I love whoever mm-hmm. it is. I also love myself and my children. I'm going to make one of these really tough choices because I know it's best for me and my family. Mm -hmm. What are some tips or some, some ways we can talk about that with our kids? Like, how do we explain that to them? If all of a sudden someone's either cut out of their life or they're not seeing them as often as they're used to. Yeah. So I'll kind of speak to like my situation Mm -hmm. and kind of say what has happened for our family. So when I went no contact with my mom, my oldest was nine. My girls were two and one, and I was pregnant with my fourth. So really the only person that was directly impacted, I would say, was my oldest, you know, who's old enough to get what was going on. So that was more of a conversation. But I wouldn't really say I had to have a lot of conversation around it because it was now trickling down to him Mm. and was really the reason why it went no contact was because he was starting to say things or feelings that I had felt my whole life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. (laughs) It's kind of, oh my gosh, this is real. Now I got to act, right? So that was kind of my thing. We've had conversations, me and him. And I want to, I want to say throughout the years, we've had conversations about it, but age appropriate conversations. And I want to really stress the importance of that that you're having age appropriate conversations with each kiddo, because I think that once we, if we start giving 
all the nitty gritty details. He said, she said, here's all my feelings. Here's what happened to me. We put our child in this position of being parentified, being our therapist, being our friend, all these places that they shouldn't be in, right? right? So we want to be really mindful that we're not putting our kids in a place of taking on responsibility for mom and me and my feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So I really don't share any of the reasoning as to why I'm no contact with my kids. I just say it's not a healthy relationship for mom. Okay. You know, I think as things go on, you know, like I said, my oldest saw that the silent treatment was happening, that sometimes she's coming around and sometimes she's not, that she is invited to the soccer games, but she's just not showing up to a whole season of soccer because she's punishing me, not you, you know, and I would kind of have to have some of those conversations of, you know, that this has nothing to do with you which I think is a really horrible situation to be put in. But now that it's kind of like come around to, I've got these three tiny people on the other end who don't know my mother, you know, my girls met her, but have no memories of her. So those are kind of different conversations and more, you know, just like, Oh, it's just not a good, good, healthy relationship for mom. You know, you could say things, you know, promoting boundaries and how people should treat you and shouldn't treat you. You know, I think that those are good lessons to kind of drop in there. But I do really want to stress the importance of not putting your children in positions where they are feel responsible for caring for you in your adult relationships, whether that's your marriage, your relationship with your parents, your siblings, your friends. You know, we have kind of these conflicts in all of our relationships, right? But really making sure that you're not using your children as a place to vent to is yeah. really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really wise. I, I, I love that advice. It's good. You mentioned that you do a lot of work too around cycle breaking. And I do mm-hmm. want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Up today, I had a, I was actually coaching a client yesterday and she was like, she wanted to talk about something because she's like, I just realized her, her son is really young, but she's like, that I'm just starting to say things that I promised myself I would never say. And I just hear the voice of my mom so clearly mm-hmm. coming through. And I think we've all probably experienced that. Like, yep. right, so I'm raising my hand. Yeah, yeah. Like it just yeah. runs so deep. And it's like so much of it we're not even conscious of mm-hmm. until it comes out and we're like, whoa, it's like a flashback, right? We're taken mm-hmm. right back. So I guess as it relates to cycle breaking, maybe just tell everyone, you know, what that, what that means, I guess. And then how when we see these things come through and have the this new awareness and then decide to actually do it differently, like the, the healing that's in that or, or yeah. the healing process. Right, right. So I first want to say what that means is that you're not a horrible human. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're normal. You're human. You're human. You're fine. You know, I know it's so hard. It is, but like, it'll slap you in the face yeah. sometimes. Cause yeah. like I said, like my relationship with my mother was very like shame based, uh, the silent treatment. And it is really mind blowing how easy it is for me to like go there, yep. especially with my daughters, mm. you know, and there's like one of my daughters that just reminds me so much of little me. I feel like I have to do the hardest work with. Wow. And that like is so weird to me where you're like, I, you know, that I do a lot of work in my own therapy around shame around that because you're just like, 
I know how it feels. Like, why are you like this to her? Right. So, but you're right. This is a incredible opportunity to be called in and to do healing work and yeah. do such a powerful work with that child. Right. Mm-hmm. Not only for you and your inner child and all the healing that your inner child is like, that's what's happening is your yes. child's just yeah. screaming like, yes. Hey, I need to be seen. And I think like, you know, being able to circle back with that child. So, so I kind of want to go through this. The, the goal in parenting is not to show up and be this perfect parent 100% of the time. No. Let me like say that again. Yes, let it land. Goal, the goal in parenting is not to be this perfect parent 100% of the time. You are going to show up sleep deprived, angry, uh, stressed out that you got to get out the door. I don't know. Just you're PMSing and you're having a bad day. Yeah. I don't know what the thing is. Like you are a messy human. You are going to have triggers. Your children are little trigger pushers. You know, yeah. maybe you have things from your past and you are going to show up messy. Period. Like that is going to happen. So just like let that land, let that sink in. Okay. I'm allowed to be messy. I am giving you permission to be a messy human. Yes. The difference between what we're going to start doing and what was done to us is we're going to acknowledge it. Mm. Yep. You're going to say, oof, mom was really shouty today. That was not good. I'm really sorry. Yeah. You're going to acknowledge what was going on. I was really shouty. I didn't get good sleep last night and we were in a rush this morning and I was really shouty, huh? And you're going to open that dialogue with your kids. How did that make you feel when mom was so shouty? Mm -hmm. Did that scare you? I bet that scared you. I'm really sorry. Yeah. You know, name it. I'm accountable. That was not cool. That was not okay. You know, next time when I don't get good sleep, I'm going to wake up. (laughs) I'm going to get in the shower. (laughs) and I'm going to try and wake myself up before we try and get out the door. Yeah. Or I'm going to do X, Y, Z different next time, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm acknowledging what happened. I'm taking accountability for my behaviors and how poopy they were. Mm-hmm. I am saying what I'm going to do different. I'm asking you how you feel. Yeah. Did anybody ever ask you how you felt when you were little? Yeah. yeah. Especially when they were disciplining you and I'm air quoting that. Yeah. Did they ask you how that made you feel? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. And. I'm going to do a really good apology. Mm-hmm. Did anybody ever apologize to you when they showed up as their messy human as an adult right. when you were a kid? Beautiful. And I'm going to give myself so much compassion because I'm doing all these things that I've never seen done. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. I'm learning something brand new yeah. and I wouldn't expect my, you know, I've got a little one right now learning how to read. When she messes up a word, would you sit here and beat her down for messing up that word? No. And so I'm not going to beat myself down for learning how to show up for them differently than somebody showed up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to show up and be so compassionate and soft and gentle with myself as I'm learning these new skills. And as I go on, And I do the work in therapy. I 
model these behaviors and I make it very intentional that I'm going to circle back and do the repair when I'm a messy human. These things are all going to get easier, right? The more we do them, the more consistently we do them, it's not going to be so hard. It's not going to be so shame-based and, oh my gosh, now I got to sit up for 18 hours tonight and beat myself up instead of get good sleep because I'm a horrible mother and I can't believe I'm just like my mother. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because there's so many ways that I showed up in that messy moment. And I didn't repeat those same cycles. Yes. Yeah. You know? And so I want you as you're being compassionate with yourself to really lean in and identify what cycles are you breaking? Mm-hmm. Because I think that we need to hear them for ourselves. Otherwise, it's just like, I'm still a horrible mom. And you're in the guilt part and the shame spiral. Yeah. Right. So I want you to really show up for yourself and say, I took accountability for my actions there. Mm-hmm. I acknowledged their feelings. I apologized, you know, and really name for yourself. What all did I do? Mm-hmm. And say to your little human inside of you, you know, you're safe. You're yeah. okay. You know, you have this adult version of me now who sees you and who has got you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so, so powerful. You know, I think that there is as much power in our messy moments and modeling all of these things for our kids. Cause not only are we like doing these things to break cycles and to heal our inner child, but we're also modeling for our children what it looks like to mess up, to take accountability, to care about other people's feelings to apologize when we mess up, right? So you're also producing this next generation of people who are going to go out in the world and not feel shame when they mess up. Right. Yeah. Can you even imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Can you even imagine? Like, oh my gosh, like to just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I did that. That was nuts. You know, let's, I'm so sorry. Let's move on. Right. And to really like for that to just be a part of who they are, that it would be so cool if we had a whole generation of people that just did that for one another. I love it. Let's be a part of it. I see it. Let's be a part of it. You know what I mean? And so I just like really want you to show up for yourself and say, there is as much powerful stuff in this messy as there is when I get it right. When they are having the meltdown and I am like in it with them and I'm identifying their feelings and I'm doing all the things that the parenting gurus are telling me to. Great. I love it when you have those wins, right? But there is still powerful stuff when you don't have the win. It's still a win, right? And so I really want that to be like a shift in your perspective when you're like showing up as a messy human with your kids and you're like oh my gosh my mother is coming out of my mouth and this is so horrible oh it is hard I see you I'm doing that same work right alongside of you guys and but I do I just think there's so much beauty on the other side and my life would be completely different if I had a parent who would be accountable for their actions who would care about me and my feelings and who would ever apologize to me. My life would be completely different. I can't even 
I can't even imagine it. it yeah. Just a it's not minor. It's a big, big deal. It's a big, big difference. Yeah. And so what you're doing is important. Just make sure you're just circle back in your messy moments, you know, yeah. and it doesn't have to be immediate. You can wait. You can like go yeah. calm down and take a break, right? Go put yourself in a mommy timeout and then come back a couple hours later and be like, so this morning was really nuts. Huh? About that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such a beautiful shift. I think an imitation mm-hmm. shift for a lot of women. And I also think sometimes when we have those moments and then our first thought is like, Oh my gosh, I'm messing up my kids or mm-hmm. um, whatever. Like I also think that when we go through the accountability and the responsibility and apologizing, and then when we actually follow through the next time, like you mm-hmm. said, like next time I'm going to take a shower when I wake up in bed or whatever it is. Yeah, right? And they right. see us following through and they notice that. I think that actually deepens their trust and it deepens. Yeah. So it's like through these moments that maybe feel fractured when we're snapping or losing it or whatever, there's mm-hmm. opportunity there when we do rebuild to like really strengthen our bonds in a new way, which I think is really beautiful and growing the trust both ways. Yeah. yeah I love all of that. Okay. So I want to end a little bit. You, you, talked about the, the name change with your mm-hmm. podcast to you the yeah. mother i yeah. want you to just tell us a little bit about the the heart behind that name i just think it's so interesting yeah so i just really wanted to shift and it be about you the yeah. mother you know finding you the mother in your motherhood and i think that that both encompasses you know our motherhood identity i think that we go through a lot of evolves and shifts on that yeah you know preventing burnout self-care, right? Just really being intentional with you, the mother. And I think it really encompasses this cycle breaker estrangement piece that I speak to a lot and just showing up and honoring you, the mother, you know, stop self-abandoning yourself. Like I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, you know, I think that a lot of us have self-abandoned for a long time those of us who come from these kind of family systems, those were the roles that you took on to survive or function in that family system. Mm -hmm. And so you have been self-abandoning probably your whole life. You know, myself, it's been my whole life. And now you come into motherhood, which is very (laughs) self-abandoning. You know, it's just very, you know, you got to do everything for these tiny people. There's all the messaging that goes on in our society and social media. And, you know, I think that we pound in like self-care, self-care, self-care and, you know, the effects of motherhood burnout and blah, blah, blah. But we also, I think, do such a disservice to mothers where it's very, you know, the hustle culture, the comparison trap. You know, a good mom does X, Y, Z, you know, maybe it's you just are getting all this messaging that breast is best and you need to be the best breastfeeding mom ever, you know, and maybe it's, you know, that you need to be crafting these super organic and fancy lunch boxes every day for your children. That is just so unattainable (laughs) for my home. No way will I ever be that mom. Maybe you're the Pinterest, you know, maybe want to be the Pinterest mom, you know. And I just think like there's just so many different things that are just like so extreme and so, you know, just yeah, cause burnout and don't lead to you being able to self-care and nurture yourself. 
And so, you know, I just, I really speak to, you know, just honoring you, the mother, what is important for you, mama, what is important for your family? You know, and maybe that is that you be the best breastfeeding mom in the whole world. Maybe that is your journey. You know, maybe the lunch boxes is important to you and your family, you know, but giving yourself that permission that I don't have to subscribe to these things. I can do a completely different thing. My best and your best and her best are all different, Uh all different. And so, you know, I just, I really wanted the focus to shift and be about you, the mother, which Mm -hmm. I think Mimosas with Moms, my content was that. I just don't think that my name reflected that and my my name didn't really fit my content. <laughs> it was very like brunching with the girlies. Yeah. And that was not what my content was about at all. So it's very similar content, just more of a focus on motherhood identity and this estrangement piece, cycle breaker piece. Mm-hmm. And now I offer services under both of those umbrellas. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, I know you have a big following on social media, but tell us a little bit about where people can find and connect with you. And if they want more support around this, where they can find it. Yeah. So you can, I'm the most active over on Instagram at you, the mother. I'm also, I'm also on TikTok and Facebook under that name. And then I offer one-on-one coaching and group coaching, which you can sign up for on my website, youthemother.com. I also am pretty active in my stories over on Instagram. So we're always having conversations. We do share the load Saturdays right now. And I've created a template for that that I am pushing out to my email list. So make sure that you're on my email list so you get that. And just empowering couples and or moms to be having conversations around how they can share the load. So from meal planning to activities with your kids to the to-do list in the house, making sure that mom's not the only one taking on all of the lists because mm-hmm. it's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're on my email list. And then I also have a weekly podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's You the Mother. And yeah, I think that's <laughs> all my places. Just um, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh man. This has been great. Thanks again for, for standing in this gap. Like you said, I'm sort of, it's, it's, it's such a personal decision, painful decision, I'm sure to, to, to walk through. So just knowing that there's support and there are resources and that through any part of motherhood, all the parts that we're not alone in any of them can be really encouraging and comforting. So, so grateful for you. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, Your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. 
If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.